Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. She's an author of a new book out. It's called They're Lying, the Media, the Left, and the Death of George Floyd. Her name is Liz Collin. Liz, how are you? Good to see you. Joe, thanks so much for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm doing very well, and I appreciate that you listen to the program and that uh, you're one of the two or three fans that I have out there. And, and I really love that this book, it's just timely for me because here we are in a midterm election cycle where people are still claiming that police are racist and defund the police and crime isn't really an issue. It's because of, of racism in America. And a lot of this goes back to the loudest voices came out of the death of George Floyd. Um, George Floyd was was a guy who was either passing fake money or uh, a bad check or something, and a shop owner called the police, and all hell broke loose from there. But if you just, from 30,000 feet up, if you're just showing up in our society, you think George Floyd was anointed, anointed. You think that he was an angel, and the police sought him out because he was black and killed the guy. And your book is basically saying, no, they're all lying to you. Well, Joe, I'll say that I had a front row seat to all of this. Um, I'm married to the now former uh, Minneapolis uh, Police Department's union head. Um, He has since retired uh, from this incident. But I was a longtime uh, news anchor at the CBS station in Minneapolis when this all went down. The angry mob came after my husband. Uh, came after me as a result of this, too, and forced me from the position that I had for 14 years. Um, But just backing up, as you're saying, I know you have a lot of Minnesota listeners, and I often listen to them call in because there is such a frustration now um, after what happened uh, on this day in May uh, to what's transpired now. People are just fearing for their safety daily, and that's something that never happened in in Minneapolis. And basically what happened here, the lies that were told here in Minneapolis have played out across the country, and we're all kind of paying the price uh, for, for, the, for this movement. And, and partly I witnessed as a media member how we pushed this racist narrative from the very beginning when I knew full well there was a lot more uh, happening behind the scenes, a lot of information that was being hidden by the police department, uh, by the media, the right questions weren't being asked. We saw this play out right afterward. We saw it play out in court. And again, um, it's something that I've been putting together for the last couple of years and finally have the freedom to to talk about it and uh, to release this book. It's called They're Lying, The Media, The Left, and The Death of George Floyd. You may or may not know this, but I was the main anchor of the CBS affiliate in Albany, New York for three years. And before that, I was you know, 14 years at the anchor desk. And I, I know these news meetings that you have before the newscasts are put together. The producers are there, the executive producers, the news director, and the anchors have a lot of put, uh, input because the words are coming out of your mouth. So were you arguing, hey, let's get the facts on this? Were they pushing a narrative that you were pushing back on and that sort of made you persona non grata? I do know that about you, by the way, Joe, which is why I've always been a fan. I'm like, oh, another another survivor. Um, But but yeah, absolutely. Um, So I'm privy to this information being married uh, to to who I'm married to. Uh, But also I've covered a lot of crime stories just over the 20 years I've I've been in broadcasting. And I've just never seen such such a cover up. And it really bothered me as a journalist. It obviously bothered me um, as a wife and, and a mom and such, too. But there was such a commitment to this this one story. Uh, when we're we're seeing public documents disappear, essentially, you'll remember the body cams um, in this case. The body camera video was was, was withheld, right. and that that was a choice by the actual uh, police department and the authorities investigating the FBI. That hasn't happened before, and the media was just sort of lockstep and not not asking any questions about that. We know now that there was a reason they withheld this information. Well, well what's interesting is, and you may or may not have heard me say this during that. Not that you were focused on my show during this time, but I said immediately, release the body cam. This is going to either alleviate 
the charges against the cops, or it's going to show us exactly what George Floyd was doing on that day. There's no way you just go with somebody who is a bystander taking a video on his or her camera and act like that's the whole story. We know that it's not. Because normally what happens, Liz, and you know this better than anybody, what happens is an event starts, and then you grab your phone, and then you start recording the phone. And you only see the aftermath or you see the middle of the event. You have no idea in context what happened before that. The body cam is going to show all of that. What was the reasoning they gave for not releasing that? I think that would have saved many businesses in Minneapolis. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, it's so interesting just the timeline that plays out um, with all of this, Joe. So not only the body camera footage, which normally will come out in a day or two, uh, but the autopsy report, which is done within 12 hours of George Floyd's death, uh, that information is privy to the, the medical examiner. Even prosecutors are meeting behind the scenes with the medical examiner, which is showing, um, you know, that there is no damage to the to the neck area. Uh, there, there are the drugs in George Floyd's system, et cetera. But again, that information is held uh, a week later. That's why we call the part uh, of our book, um, when we get into the autopsy, the point of no return, um, because it truly was. At this point, part of Minneapolis had already burned to the ground uh, because they decided to also withhold that. And when it goes to, it goes to what you're talking about with the body cam videos, there still has not been a, a good reason as to to why they, they withheld that. And at first they were saying that would re-traumatize the community. Uh, but really it's because uh, the police chief had already spoken out against these officers. The mayor, if you remember, spoke out against these officers and they didn't really want to know uh, the, the full backstory, it seemed, from the very beginning. Just to remind people again, this was a president's presidential election year yeah. uh, and they were dead set on ousting uh, President Trump at the time and 100% uh, what happened in Minneapolis went along with the presidential election. Go to the website, theliexposed.com theliexposed.com. They're lying, the media, the left, and the death of George Floyd. It's the author Liz Collin. Uh, Liz, I want to talk about the toxicology a little bit because most people watching and listening right now still have no clue that he was full of fentanyl, he had meth in him, he had all sorts of stuff going on, he had some sort of heart uh, condition already. Um, if, if you don't mind, and again, I want everybody to go and buy the book, I don't want you to give out everything that's in the book, but this toxicology report is available online. He was not an innocent guy who was not loaded full of drugs that day. He, he had a lot of stuff in him. Absolutely. And it's something that was completely, again, overlooked uh, by the media. For years, I'd been covering, sadly, um, opioid overdoses when it came to high school students to the the pop star Prince, uh, who's a Minnesota native as well. But it was amazing to me how George Floyd had a lot more fentanyl in his system, 11 nanograms, uh, when overdose cases um, are reported at sometimes two and a half, just right. three uh, nanograms per milliliter of when fentanyl's in their system. But the media came out with headlines that dr- you know drugs did not play a role or drugs uh, were not a factor. And in our in our book, you can see for yourself um, the actual reports. Things are highlighted, and there's uh, different documentation uh, for people to be able to to follow along. And that really was. Um, covered well by the medical examiner, but also the same day uh, that autopsy is report th- re- that autopsy report is released. Joe, uh, the family releases that exact same day, just hours later, their own independent um, autopsy report, and we saw the media basically bring bring that one up again, talk about that one and again and again. And the only findings in that autopsy seem to show the, the quote directly is uh, George Floyd died from what you see in the video. That's and, and of course, that's not an autopsy report, and the official report was ignored. But I've got to ask you this. It's Liz Collins. She's written a book called They're Lying, the Media, the Left, and the Death of George Floyd. Go to theliexposed.com. You're, sitting in the new, you're still in the newsroom at that point, right? 
I am, yep. And you get the toxicology report. That's the official report from the coroner, the medical examiner. Do you guys report it? Do you, do you, do you bury it? Do you only report the other uh, so-called autopsy report that really isn't? Well, this is what we did again and again um, where I was working before. We gave a platform to these people, uh, protesters, peaceful protesters, if you will. Uh, we heard that again and again. Uh, we, we took us a long time to even you know, refer to them as rioters um, in the newsroom where I worked uh, before. Uh, but there really were no checks and balances. You're talking about burying things. That's 100% exactly <laughs> what what was going on. We would we would listen to the to the people who are are basically on the payroll, if you will, uh, for George Floyd's family. Uh, different attorneys, activists were being paid. Uh, so these are the people that are in front um, of the cameras constantly. And yeah. and I've never seen a story before where we don't even care about the other side. There was really no attempt. Um, to to even find that. And and for the first time, we're actually hearing from Thomas Lane, the former Minneapolis uh, police officer, now behind bars. And we're also uh, hearing from Derek Chauvin as well uh, for the first time in the book, what really happened, their side of the story. It's a story that I don't think um, that side that the media has has even wanted to tell at all. And, no and here's the problem, though. And it's Liz Collin. Go and get this book. It's theliexposed.com is the website. It's doing very well on Amazon. Here's the question I have, though. You and I are like-minded. We both came up through the ranks. We worked our faces off out there reporting on you know street crime to get ourselves to the anchor desk. And then we moved our way up from there to I'm a nationally syndicated host, and you're out here writing great books. But in the, in the coming up in what we did, I wanted the big story. I'll give you an example. I was in Michigan as a television news anchor. John Engler was the governor. I'm a conservative. I like John Engler. I put a microphone in his face and I questioned him harshly about somebody got out of some halfway house and killed somebody. I didn't have any problem doing that because I wanted the big story. I wanted to report it. Like nobody puts a microphone and a camera in the face of, of, of Biden, uh, his son, Hunter Biden. Why not? You break that story, you've got the, you know, the biggest name in journalism on the planet. So in the newsroom, what's the, what's the excuse? You want to break the big story. We want your affiliate to have the number one ratings. Why wouldn't you go after it? Is it purely political? Is it because they were afraid of being called racist? What was it? Had to be something. Absolutely. Everything you're saying right there with uh, politics and and that R word, um, there is definitely a fear, I think, uh, among the mainstream media. Um, uh, just to be, I mean, just my own personal experience, Joe, I'll say that I had two uh, protests outside my house as a result of, wow. of this story. And that's because of who I was married to. Keep in mind, I never even reported on this story while I was working there because right. of a, a conflict of interest. Right. But, um, you know, I was demoted from the anchor desk and I never anchored again um, after this, even after my husband retired, which is why I, I had to leave. And I, I went into conservative media, but where I work now, at least we're honest um, about the bias um, what I couldn't stand is that there was no honesty when it came to the bias of where, where I worked before. But I do think that, the, you know, the angry mob sort of rules the day, cancel culture. And also, I feel like reporters now are so focused on social media and sort of it's sort of built into this egotistical thing that I don't quite understand. To me, stories are about other people, yeah. um, not about yourself as a news reporter. And I've also I've always believed in, in the facts and in and, and both sides. Uh, but but definitely the media landscape has changed over the course of my lifetime, no doubt about it. Uh, but again, you and I, and again, it's Liz Collin. Go and get her book. It's called They're, They're Lying, the Media, the Left, and the Death of George Floyd. Go to theliexposed.com. I just want to reiterate what I just said, and I think that you agree with me. We're trying to make our bones in this business. We're trying to we're trying to tell people the truth. We're trying to make sure that, that we sift through the BS. Um, there are people, a large percentage of people in this country, who still believe Michael Brown was executed on the side of the road in Ferguson, Missouri. 
And he wasn't. He attacked a police officer, got into a fight, bum-rushed him at six foot five and 290 pounds, and the cop defended himself in the community. I didn't come up with that. Eric Holder's Department of Justice figured that out. So why is it that we can't tell the truth? For You can't be called a racist if you tell the truth. And the truth of George Floyd is he was a drug addict, a habitual criminal, held a gun to the stomach or to the head of a, a pregnant woman while they ransacked her home. He was not an angel. He wasn't a nice guy. Does that mean he deserves to die on the side of the road? No. Does that mean that a knee in his neck killed him? No. Um, we, we just want the truth. Had you reported the truth, had the police told the truth, had the mayor's office told the truth from moment one, Liz, do you think that we would have we would have got bypassed all of this violence and all this garbage that happened afterwards? I do think there would have been so much more understanding if they went frame by frame of this uh, body cam footage. You'll remember, too, the police, the police department said, never, never heard of George Floyd. We've never had any interaction with him. Well, in the book, we cover um, a prior arrest that took place a year, a year before where we speak to the officer uh, who arrested George Floyd. And what does it show? The exact same uh, behavior that George Floyd exhibited uh, that day in May in, in 2020. Uh, but that's a story also the media d- didn't care about it, and that was hidden. Uh, th- this uh, technique that the Minneapolis Police Department that they were using, we were told by the police department, this isn't a part of training. We don't train that way. Well, then why is it in the police manual? The police manual goes offline for three weeks before it's put back online um, in June, in late June, uh, which contradicts the fact that this isn't the way they train. Right. Uh, so these are things that I thought the media should have been. Um, that's the whole point of the media, right? We want context. We want facts. We want to be able to understand what we're seeing. Uh, but there was really none of that. Uh, with what played out here. What I watched uh, in that video, uh, when when the body cam finally came out, George Floyd, first of all, wasn't some little meek little guy. He's 6'6", 240. Okay, he's a big giant guy. He's in there uh, allegedly committing a crime inside of a shop. He's uh, arrested, put in the car, and he's freaking out because he's, he's, I think, in my opinion, he's tweaking on drugs, and he wants out of the car. Man, put me on the ground. Don't let me in here. They take him out. They, They follow what he wants. They put him on the ground, and then he starts yelling for mama or something. Mama, it turns out, is what he called his girlfriend. His mother had died a long time before then, and and the guy dies. And I don't say, how do you say mama? How do you say anything if you can't breathe? So again, I'm not I'm not a medical uh, doctor. I'm not a medical examiner. I'm just a guy seeing what I see, reporting what I see. We were never told these facts until the city burned down. I mean, some, somebody's got to answer to that, don't they? Well, and we saw also politicians just fanning the flames from the very beginning. They they made it about race. Did did we even know in the beginning that other officers were involved, including a black officer among American officer? Derek Chauvin was married to uh, an Asian woman. So it, it was all built up about... I've about never heard that before. I, Liz, I've never, ever heard that. Nobody told us that. But you're right. They made it white guy, black guy, white guy racist. That's it. That was the story. Yep, exactly. And I think it's divided this this country. And I think we can peg it right on uh, a few different people in, in Minneapolis that made it happen. And we're calling them out for the first time in this book. Uh, the book is called They're Lying, the Media, the Left, the Death of George Floyd. You know what people ask me all the time, Liz? How did they know each other? They were both bodyguards or something um, uh, over at some club or somewhere. They had to know each other. Did they or did they not? Were they friendly? Were they not friendly? Did Chauvin know that he was dealing with a guy that he'd worked with? Yeah, actually, they did not uh, know each other. That was okay. one of the things that, that came out um, in the beginning that also wasn't true. So they they did not have any sort of uh, past. Uh, Derek Chauvin actually volunteered to even be working that day and showed up to help the other two rookie officers uh, when 
he heard that they had struggled for about 15 minutes uh, getting George Floyd into the squad car and happened to just pull up on the scene. Another uh, group of mixed race officers, Chauvin was partners with uh, Tutau at the time, um, and just th- thought he would try to help. They, they just made up the whole relationship that they even knew each other from having worked together at some nightclub or something that didn't happen? I think that uh, that was uh, just something that was perpetuated in the beginning by the owner of a business that wow. just was not was not true. And and what's interesting about that, if that's true and the media ran with it, maybe they were trying to act like he had some sort of a vendetta against the guy. They were writing this story as it went and never truly told the truth, did they? A hundred percent. Yep. Wow. It's uh, Liz Collin, author of They're Lying, The Media, The Left, and The Death of George Floyd. Go to thelieexposed.com. Thank you for telling the truth. Thank you for being a real reporter who's actually letting us inside of what it is that we didn't know. I found out things today. I thought I knew a lot about this case, but I found out things today that I hadn't known before, and I can't wait to read the book. Liz, thanks a million. Come back, would you? I absolutely will. Thank you, Joe, so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Uh, glad to have you. We appreciate Liz Collin coming on. Again, go to that website. Make sure you grab this book if you want to find out exactly what really happened with George Floyd. It's all documented. It's all fact. She gives it straight to you uh, in this book, so make sure you go and get it. You just go to this website, thelieexposed.com, thelieexposed.com. The name of the book is They're Lying, The Media, the Left, and the Death of George Floyd. And, and again, so many lives w- would have been so much better and so many businesses would still be open, and that city would be so much safer if, in fact, the truth were just told. The lawlessness that happened after George Floyd's death is something that's completely not okay. It's unacceptable. And I'm glad that Liz put it down on, on, on paper and tells you the truth about what happened in that case. And I guess we hear from, I've been calling him Chauvin, I guess it's Chauvin. Uh, we hear from uh, Derek Chauvin, the former police officer, um, for the first time as well about what really happened that day. He wasn't given that much of a, a chance to do that with us either. Now, he's been convicted. He's appealed. But as it is right now, he's a convicted murderer. We'll see what happens as we go forward. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stop by the website right now, JoePags.com. Follow on social media and send me an email. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show.